Hello, hello, my lovelies. Yes, if you could believe it, all of this was once available for the low, low price of just $20 per song. These days you can get it for a Snickers and a copy of Women's Weekly. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. That's way too much. So yes, I was a stripper, an exotic dancer if you prefer. I think the writing was on the wall from a young age, very young age actually. Growing up we had this giant two-story cubby house that had a fireman's pole to slide down. One day my father came out and at four years old I had hiked my knickers up between my butt cheeks like a G-string and was dancing around it like Tina Arena. Look, I'm sorry, but I was literally raised with a pole in my backyard. It shouldn't have surprised anybody that I grew up and became a stripper. But let's start from the beginning. So my parents met at a youth group and married at the tender age of 19. Like, that blows my mind. I am now older than what my parents were when they got married. I would not trust myself from four years ago to be making decisions about who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. I couldn't even commit to what I was going to have to dinner when I was 19, let alone the next per another person for the next 50 to 60 years. I couldn't even do that now. But despite that, my parents waited until marriage to have sex and beseeched my sister and I to do the same. But uh, I'm more of a try-before-you-buy kind of girl. That's a long commitment. <laughs> they beseeched us not to do a lot of things, actually. Who here was blessed to be raised by religious parents? Right, so you understand my pain. But, all right, let's do this one. Who here grew into people that your parents might not be so proud of? Pardon me, I think you can all put your hands up for that one. Thank you very much. Look at the kind of show you're watching right now. What is the deal with religious folks? Anyway, they'll tell you that you can't have sex or drink alcohol because it's risky, right? Yet every Sunday they force you to drink cask wine out of a cup that's had 50 different people's lips on it. And listen, I used to eavesdrop what some of these parishioners were saying in confessional, all right? And I'm more likely to get hep C in that fucking cup than letting some dude with an emo fringe finger me at a party, mum. Also, the church has, like, this weird branding issue when it comes to alcohol, right? Like, the blood of Christ does not sound appealing. It sounds thick and hot and... Ugh. I need to change it. Like, if they change it to something like, I don't know, just spitballing here, but... Bethlehem Saviour Deluxe Mountain Vine Flavor. Oof. Now that is marketable. Christ could get all up in me. But I digress. The point is, Christianity is full of contradictions. One of my favorite Bible stories is this one time where, you know that Jesus character who's always talking about love and peace and acceptance? Yeah, this one time he beats the fuck out of a tree because it wasn't growing any figs. Oh, what's that? No figs. Fucking square up, bro. I am Jesus fucking Christ, man, and I can literally send you to hell. I still haven't really figured out how to finish that little sketch. Anyway, despite all the batshit crazy stuff that's in there, my parents still saw the Bible as a very useful teaching tool. My beautiful daughter, we love you a great deal. We wiped your ass, took you to class and fed you healthy meals. We're both very hopeful that you'll grow in the right way, cause we put into practice what the Bible has to say. John 15, 12 says that we should love each other as we love God. Like they're our sisters and our brothers, Acts 3.10 Says we should give to those less wealthy, give God praise If we're happy and we're healthy, Job 5.2 Says if we envy, we will perish, so thank God And all our affects we will cherish, go to church 
and take communion every weekend and i know you don't want to break romans 11 because then your faith will weaken but most importantly god hates premarital infidelity because as we all know in hebrews 13 3 let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for god will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous so if heaven's where you wish to go, we understand your plight. It's really very pertinent, you clamp those legs real tight. Most of the stuff in the Bible is pretty good, right? Like, be nice, don't lie, don't kill. No one whose testicles are crushed shall enter the assembly of the Lord. Wait, is that one, is that one really in there? Deut- Deuteronomy 23.1, okay, fuck, I mean... But look, apart from that one, most of it's pretty reasonable, right? Like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't have fun. Oh. Now as you're getting older and a tad rebellious too, it's time we educate you on the things you cannot do. We've made you read the Bible, you should know it back and front, but there's a part for parents you haven't seen and it's really very blunt. Colossians 8 says you must be home by dinner clean your plate because if you don't then you're a sinner ruth a2 says never argue never bigger joe 15 says stay away from mommy's liquor esther 12 says you should wipe off all that makeup amos 4 says that you and josh should break up it's quite clear terms of misbehaving teens so there's probably something in there about low-rise jeans but the most imperative thing don't fuck until you've got that wedding ring thessalonians 4 preach the words of the king for this is the will of god your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality that each one of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and honor not in the passion of the lust like the gentiles who do not know god Heaven's sake, my darling, don't make us have to beg. It'd be best for all involved if you just close your legs. Okay, dude, like even at nine, I knew that that stuff wasn't in there. Next, you're gonna tell me that God says to separate your papers and your plastic when you recycle, right, mum? <laughs> oh, he does. Oh, cool. We knew parenting be tough, but God, please don't be cruel. You've blessed us with a daughter who just wants to bend the rules. But we are quite resilient, we can get to her, I know. Cause God forbid we raise a child that turns into a hoe. Ephesians 12 says you can't date till you're 30. James 1.3 says our anatomy is dirty. Titus 2 says oral sex is off the table. Yes, of course. Blowjobs fit within that label, it's not true That doing anal is a loophole, it's still sex Even if it's in your poopoe, mark eight nine I can't even say that, that's vile And don't get me started on BDSM cause we'll be here for a while And for the millionth time Premarital relations is a holy crime It says it right here, Galatians 5.1.9 Now the works of the flesh are evident Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies And things like these I warn you as I have warned you before That those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God 
Jesus fucking Christ, my dear, just do as we have said Cause you're only fit for the fiery pit without boy or sin Cause your carnal sins blackened your soul with Beelzebub's coat Seriously, the Bible's got a zero tones pulse, he's a close Your fucking legs Yeah, that, um, it was an intense upbringing But, um it wasn't all bad some of it was good even if it was made up like I think the God says no smoking PCP rule was probably a pretty reasonable rule even though I'm almost certain PCP didn't exist during the time of the Bible <laughs> I looked it up although could you imagine the guy who crucified Jesus on hard drugs <laughs> dude this one time I got so high I thought I straight up murdered the son of God man like the Messiah but I must have been fucking tripping hard, dude, because three days later, I just see that dude walking around. Like, what the fuck, man? I thought I killed you, bro. Um, yeah, Pontius Pilate uh, is a Californian stoner, I guess. Um, leave it alone. Despite the religious intensity and all the rules, sex was not necessarily a taboo subject in our household. Nothing was off topic when it came to learning. My parents believed that curiosity should be rewarded with knowledge. And oh boy, was I curious. I wanted to know everything. And although they begrudgingly relinquished all this juicy new knowledge to me, it was always reiterated by the irrefutable fact that you weren't allowed to do it until God said so, and that he was always watching. Kind of perverted, don't you think? I hate constantly having that thought in the back of my head, you know? Like, it never pops in my head when I'm... I don't know, watering my plants or folding my laundry or doing good person stuff, it only pops into my head when I'm like snorting a line off a dirty toilet seat in revs or something like that. Like, <laughs> this one's for you, God. Um, glad you're watching. Glad you're always watching me. <laughs> but even at a young age, I just couldn't understand why God, so big and omnipotent and almighty, why was he so concerned with other people's comings and, well, comings, I guess? In my mind, what two consenting lesbian midget dominatrixes do in the privacy of their own dungeon is nobody's business. Well, except, of course, if they film it and put it online. <laughs> then it's my business. I'll be all over that shit faster than you can say autoerotic asphyxiation. Let's all say it together now. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Very good. I'm not quite sure what to blame my so-called corruption on, although I could chance a guess. I think it all started when we got the internet on our family computer. And keep in mind, this was before the era of parental locks. <clears throat> Come with me and you'll be in our world of pure imagination like this thing in Japan called Shibari Bonish Nomination. Take my hand, these sites are banned in over 27 different nations. And here's why feast your eyes upon human body mutilation. 
If you wanna see hermaphrodites, simply look around and view it. That's the beauty of technology. Click, there's nothing to it. Enter here if you want to see live group ejaculation, and I'll bet this is all brand new to you. We got that. This scared and pissed, and a million more things you won't want to miss. Just open up your browser and look inside the world wide web's abyss. Hands up here who has seen the classic, the critically acclaimed Two Girls, One Cup. Yeah, it was a real breakout of the genre, wasn't it? Well, I was about 12 during the era of shock websites, and I was friends with all the older boys at school. And they had this fun little game they liked to play called Let's Scar a Child for Life. Look right here, there's some quiz down to bang in your general location. And come quick, see this chick getting fucked for seven Dalmatians. See this girl put an amphibian in a place you'll never guess it we don't care if you're traumatized you can just go and repress it this slew of screw contributes to your deep desensitization and i'll bet you'll not forget you'll be scarred for life we got spit whores dicks with sores we got cats with nipple piercings and so much more there's a big long list of sights to see look what we've got in store Shall we list them alphabetically, guys? Mm. Goatsy. Lemon party. One man, one horse. Talk to me, Aoife. Tell me all about it. We abandon all morality. We know you would too, just do it. If you want to see a guy from ISIS soaring an infidel's head off with only a pocket knife. Oh, whoa, whoa, fuck. Oh, okay, we might have gone a bit far. Click back, 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 back. If you want to see human rights violations, what you've seen cannot be clean from inside your mind. Cause it's foul, lewd, big and nude With a million other things you wish you never viewed Just open up your browser and look inside The world wide web's a piece oh. Okay, there was a few more that I couldn't fit in the song. Are we ready? Okay. Blue Waffle, Eel Soup, Goatsy Girl, Lol Party, Meat Spin, Milk Fountain, One Man, One Job, One Priest, One Nun, Pain Olympics, Tub Girl, and Two Girls, uh, Two Kids, One Sandbox. Hands up if you've seen... Let's say three of those, three or more of those websites. Ah, oh, good. You're all just as fucked up as me. But unfortunately, by law, if you've seen three or more of those sites, uh, you're not allowed to work with children. So, hey, look it up, buddy. State legislation. There's such a double standard, though. Like, adults tell off children for shoving crayons up their nose. But when a woman shoves blank up her blank, oh, well done. That shit needs to go viral. But I, I've seen some shit, man. It's, that has hung around. And uh, I'm not joking when I say that. Who here has seen some shit? Yeah. I've seen uh, a tiny little Japanese girl tied up and getting shot with a BB gun. And uh, I think she was enjoying it. I really struggle with Japanese porn because I just, I don't know. I can never tell if they're enjoying themselves or not. 
It's time to play everyone's favourite obscure game game show. What's that Japanese moan? Alright, are we all ready to play everyone? Alright, let's listen out for the first Japanese moan now. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. All right, time for the deliberation. Put your hands up if you thought she was in pain. All right, now put your hands up if you thought she was having a good time. All right, the results are in. And the answer is, I don't know. It's really hard to tell. Anyway, so, uh, Sure, let's all blame the internet because that's much easier than confronting the unnerving possibility that there might be something deeply, intrinsically wrong with me. But surely there must be something wrong with me if I keep looking at that shit. But it's, it's like a car crash, you can't look away. You know? No, it's not like a car crash, it's more like an endurance test. You know, I have to push myself to the limit, see how much I can take. Some people push themselves by running marathons and others do it by forcing themselves to watch a man pull an entire plastic baby doll out of his ass like he was giving birth. Yeah, that one fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> it's been 10, 11 years now and I still think about that. If only there was some kind of Gatorade that you could drink but instead of fixing your muscles, it fixed your brain. But you get to the point where nothing phases you anymore. Like, oh, cool, these guys are playing mini golf with these girls' gaped buttholes. That's fine and normal, cool. <laughs> to be fair, it was amazing. And the girls looked really happy and proud. Like, ah. I honestly, I think I would be too. It's like talent right there. Anyway, despite all that intense influence, I actually progressed sexually at more or less the average pace. And when I was 16, I lost my virginity. We were watching 30 Rock And my best mate's house This isn't my range, people. Really should have changed the sheets on the fold-out couch You were fine at the time had no one to compare you to but you made me feel yeah you made me feel um not that much different actually am i meant to feel different i was a virgin but for the very first time i was a virgin in your wet patch next to mine okay that's enough of that one i won't torture you with the whole song but uh how about this one baby sex really hurts without lube sex really hurts without lube but it's breaking my high member what can i do baby i'm just kidding guys i'm just kidding i broke my hymen with a clicky pen when i was 11. <laughs> My first time was surely very similar to all of yours with a boy named Jack who worked at KFC and 
had a rat's tail. Tail is old as time. <laughs> I had a tail, didn't even. I know my family was worried I would give it away the first time someone was insolent enough to ask, but this tailor is not one to be coerced, and I knew exactly when I was ready. In fact, I propositioned him. <clears throat> uh, that's what you call feminism. This is how the conversation went down. Do you want to have sex? Don't you want, like, uh, roses and candles and stuff for your first time? No, I like you. Okay, turn over. And we started when the ad break began, and we finished before it did. <laughs> I mean, like, one of those really long infomercial ad breaks for, like, ShamWow or some shit, but still, you know... <laughs> didn't feel special or romantic, but neither did it feel wrong or shameful. I couldn't see why God was making such a fuss. I liked it, but I knew it could be better than that. So I started testing it out with everybody. And I do mean everybody. <laughs> you over there, what's the name of your first cousin on your mother's side? Simon. Yep, fucked him. And you over there, the name of your best friend's dad? Aaron. Yep, fucked him too. I'd had a little taste and there was no turning back. It was a downward spiral. I was a runaway train. Sex led to parties and parties led to drinking. And drinking led to drugs and drugs led to newer, weirder sex. It was also horribly decadent. I've tried so hard to be behavioral, but you see my sensuality always gets the best of me. My mom and dad have prayed that I went so damn to pray. They ask that I be saved, that my sinfulness be weighed to my pussy. I'm enslaved. I, I, I wish that it wasn't such a shock. That I enjoy a bit of cock And occasionally vagina She's a skank Wait, no, I don't think that's fair She's a skank I just have love to share She's a skank God still loves me, I swear She's a skank Alright, you don't have to stare She's a skank And so what if I just like to run amok, I just can't help it I just simply love to fuck, I'm far from innocent And you'd be remiss to think that I have not been shagged On a public toilet sink or in an alleyway Or the field across the way, or the back of a cafe Oh my god, it's so cliché I, I, I know, but it's just a bit of fun, I'm not hurting anyone, unless they ask me to, she's a skank, it's really not a big deal, she's a skank, that I just like how sex feels, she's a skank, I can't see the appeal, she's a skank. Of keeping my pussy seal, she's a skank And God has turned his back on you Wait, what? No, he hasn't Has he? Ooh, I must 
be sick Cause all I think about is dick It's too early to tell But I am surely going to burn in hell So I, I might as well enjoy it She's a skank Okay, I think I get it, she's a skank I know I won't forget it, she's a skank Okay, you've made your point, she's a skank I'm sure I won't disappoint, I'm a skank And you can all go fuck yourselves Go fuck yourself Well then, it was decided they told me I was a skank, I'd be the skankiest skank that ever skanked. In fact, I'd even go on to write a comedy show about it later on. I made a silent vow to always be the one at the party who was the loudest, the drunkest, the most naked. I wanted to shock. I wanted every action to be a giant fuck you to every person that ever put me in that little box of shame. If they said that's all I would be, fine. But I would be the best at it. Oh, and I was. Fastest hand jobs in the West and most bruised knees also in the West. But it wasn't long before it got out of hand. I was getting in trouble at school, an all-girls Presbyterian school, I might add, pushing my friends away and scaring the shit out of my family. It's true what they say, you can have too much of a good thing. Every day I was falling further and further from God's light. My hedonistic tendencies and selfish habits were hurting those around me, and eventually they put their foot down and then took that same foot and used it to kick me to the curb. And rightfully so, I suppose. I was a menace to the point of being practically demonic. But soon I started to feel very isolated. I was starting to believe that maybe there truly was something wrong with me and that God really had turned his back on me. I hadn't really met anyone else like me until... One night in the city, I felt quite low I was an outcast, had nowhere to go But that's when I saw it, a flashing heavenly sign Girls drink free Wednesday, I open the doors to find no sneers, no looks, no holy men with their books I can't believe there exists such a place How lucky the turn was I took Why, mister, what is this place? Why, miss, this is the gentleman's lounge But <laughs> I'm a lady No matter, all folks are welcome here Now why don't you pull up a seat and have a beer? Gee whiz, gee thanks, mister Don't mention it, kid The smoke all around me, poles towering high Wads of cash bundled in garters round thighs For once in my lifetime, I found no glimmer of shame These people around me were one and the same The men, the girls, the titties dripping with pose I feel at home in this magical place, I think I'll give it a whirl Mister, can just anybody work here? Well, not anybody, but hell, you look like you've got potential. Really? How soon can I start? How about tomorrow? Gee whiz, you got it, mister. 
the stage, the lights, the drunkards getting in fights. I wonder how many heads I can turn, you bet I'm dressed to excite. The thrill, the rush, no, no boys look but don't touch. I wanna learn all I can in this trade, I almost enjoy it too much. Is it like this? Oh, not quite. Oh, I think I'm getting it now. You sure are, kid. Like Cheryl Marilyn Monroe Though I'll admit you think you're the shit when you do this much blow Despite the drugs, the bouncers acting like thugs And even the dudes at the back of the room who are openly having a tug I'm here to stay, no one can take me away I fell in love with this glorious place And I don't care what you, she don't care what you, I don't care what you say So that was that. At the fresh, bouncy age of 18, I ran away and joined the Church of the Pole, where men sat on their red velvet pews and prayed to the sweaty goddesses on their altars while the traditional hymns played overhead. The spirits in there, <laughs> who has been to a strip club? Yeah, I assume most of you. Have you ever been to one and not heard that song? Yeah. The spirits in their glasses made them speak in tongues. I'm very much take you home. I'm gonna fuck you so good. Mm, charming. How could I say no to that eloquent offer? Before I was a depraved slut garnering sideways glances from passers-by, wives would clutch their husbands and shield their toddler's eyes. But now I was a depraved slut loved and adored by well loved and worshipped by all here i was a deity praised for actions i was always admonished for accepted adored i was in heaven we were haughty goddesses who demanded numerous offerings from our congregation attention alcohol not having hey slut shouted at us from across the bar but most importantly money I like money. Sorry, as if, you know, I don't need to do a soul, whole song about how dope money is, okay? Who here likes money? Cool, we all get it, awesome. But apart from the money, and well, and the late nights, and the, well, the heels, and I suppose the outfits as well, but apart from those things, stripping is like any other job. You have to suck off your boss, suck up to your boss, pardon, sorry. <laughs> Old habits. Don't have a slip of the tongue. <laughs> you have to be on time and you have to put up with bad customers. The only difference is you're actually allowed to slap them across the face if they step out of line. 
In fact, they might even pay extra for the privilege to be graced by my divine hand. People are into that kind of weird shit, don't you know? Like, for instance, the easiest 150 bucks I've ever made in my life to this day was this one gentleman came in and wanted me to take off my manky, sweaty, stinky stripper heels so that he could sniff them. Didn't even want me to take my clothes off. Then he just left. <sighs> he was my best customer. Wonder whatever happened to him. Maybe he's working at a bowling alley for hobbits. You know, because of the stinky shoes. Never mind. I knew it was bad when I started it. I wouldn't. Anyway, there was another individual who would come in and pay me to give me a massage. I'd never tried to do anything untoward. He just used to be a masseuse and for some reason wasn't allowed to practice anymore. Something about a class action lawsuit or something. I can't remember. And that's the weird thing about it, really. Everyone's so different. Everyone has their kink. Being a stripper is like being an actor. You have to figure out what the client wants and then inhabit that essence. You can be whatever you want for a prize. <clears throat> I'm all the woman you need, and baby, you know it. You can make this hussy a queen, a counselor, or a poet. You'll give me all that you own. I've got you standing in line, out in the cold, pay me some mind. Bend me, shape me any way you want me, as long as you pay me, it's alright. Blonde, brunette, bespectacled and buxom, I've got the power to be what you like. Fuck. Oh, oh, it's not like riding a bike, guys. Oh, that was a bad idea. Ooh, just give me a minute. Ooh. Okay, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I'm all right. Okay. All right, shall we? Run through a quick little anthology of the types of patrons you get at a strip club. Does that sound like a fun idea? Cool. All right, well, let's see. There's the 18-year-old boy who's been dragged there on his birthday by his mates, and he's literally never seen a boob in real life before. So for him, you need to be caring and gentle and, I don't know, maybe let him have a squeeze. It just doesn't feel right not to. Then there's the Bucks party. They just want a wild party slot to do shots with. Oh my god, I love tequila. How can I say no? Then, oh, there's my favourite, the rich narcissistic bigot who sincerely believes that he can sweep me away from all of this because I'm probably a desperate drug addict with a child to feed, right? And no way that I'm here by choice and he can protect me and provide for me. Oh. Well, I'm torn with those ones. Do I educate him about the harmful stereotypes he just spewed or do I milk it and take him for all he's worth? Yes, I'm so desperate. <laughs> That'll be $400. <clears throat> and a tip. <laughs> There's the couple. Who here is the couple? Now, 
the girlfriend wants to be a progressive girlfriend. She, she thinks she's all cool with this because she wants to be a progressive girlfriend and goes to the strip club with her man, like no big deal, right? But inside she is searing with insecurity and jealousy. And I mean, fair enough. And the guy can sense this and he just wants to enjoy the strip club, but he also doesn't want to be in the doghouse later. So how do we fix this? This one's actually very simple. Excuse me, pardon me, let me just... <coughs> Sorry, I promise I don't have the coronavirus. Unless you want me to, never mind. <laughs> so what you do is, you spend all of your attention on the girl while still touching the guy. And then you say something dumb like, did you guys know that a couple's dance is like having a threesome but without the commitment? And I know you've been having some lesbian proclivities lately, haven't you? Oh, I can see it in your face, you dirty thing. Ah. And then she'll giggle nervously. <laughs> and then I say to the boyfriend, oh, she laughed, that means it's true. Off we go. And then you're in. Because you only need the girlfriend to say yes, well, the guy is going to say no to a lap dance with his girlfriend. And everybody wins. The girl gets to feel like she's experimenting in a safe, no strings attached way. And the guy gets to watch all of this, rub up on all of that. And I get double the money for the same amount of time. <laughs> Shh, that was a trade secret I just told you. Don't tell anyone. People come in for all sorts of reasons. But a big one was that they were lonely. They just wanted someone to stroke their hair and listen to them, tell, and listen to them and tell them everything was going to be all right. And these days, bloody hell, a trip to the, uh, trip to the strip club is probably cheaper than a trip to the psychologist. Oh, what's that, honey? Oh, your wife left you. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. What's that? And she took the kids. Oh, honey, come here and tell me all about it. I'd say 80% of the time we were all being counsellors. In fact, a lot of the girls I worked with were actually studying psychology at uni. One girl I know even used her experience in the industry for the basis of her master's thesis. The effect of transactional affection on the male ego by, by, by candy stripes. <laughs> yeah, it kind of takes away the authority a little bit, doesn't it? Yes, a lot of girls I worked with were at uni. Like that rich narcissistic bigot, there's still this widely spread idea that everyone who works at a strip club is a drug is drug addled with three kids and a C-section scar. And don't get me wrong, they're still out there. But mostly the girls you meet are just regular, tracky wearing, McDonald's eating, self-conscious chicks like everybody else. People also have this misguided impression that strip clubs are these catty, competitive environments. And there is a tiny bit of that. But for the most part, there's this weird kind of sisterly bond. Except I don't think I could ever ask my actual sister, hey, does this look like an ingrown hair or genital wart to you? You just become so comfortable around these women, you know? It's kind of hard not to be when you're constantly seeing each other naked and cutting off each other's tampon strings. And we were naked all the time. Because, of course, the main part of the job is dancing. So about every hour and a half, we have to get up on the pole and dance for about 15 minutes. And if you don't, you have to pay a fine. This is so there's always someone up there when you walk in and it looks pumping. But we don't have the luxury of picking our own music. Oh, no, 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 no. <coughs> there's a DJ. Now, the stripper gods have blessed you if when it's your turn to get up on stage, Pony by Genuine plays. Now, we all know that's the sexiest song of all time, right? 
But one evening I was not so lucky. It was the week that Bowie had been sent up to our Lord and the DJ thought it would be a lovely tribute to his memory to play his entire discology. All of it. Thank you, that was Cinnamon. She'll be walking around the floor and be available for a private dance. Next up, we have the beautiful Taylor. That whole song goes for 11 and a half minutes. Yeah, needless to say, I did not make many tips that night. Oh, and the bruises. Pole dancing gives you bruises everywhere and in the weirdest places. Your knees, the insides of your thighs, the tops of your feet, your arms somehow in this weird little spot right here. So if you have a friend and she is covered with bruises. And every time you ask her where she got them, she says, I fell down the stairs. Don't be so quick to call the domestic abuse hotline. She might just be a stripper and she's not ready to tell you yet. I hadn't told my family yet and they would see my bruises and go, do you need to tell us something? Uh, yes, but it's not what you think it is. <laughs> I had to tell them soon, otherwise one day I would have to come home to an intervention waiting for me in the lounge room. And I did, eventually. Do you think I'd be doing this show if my family weren't already fully aware of my prior career choices? That's one a hell of a way to come out to them. But I always have had a flair for the dramatic, really. Coming out to your family that you're a stripper is pretty hard. Coming out to your religious family that you're a stripper is even harder. Yeah, I don't have a punchline for that. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> but I've made my choices. I own them all. But I do wonder, sometimes I do wonder about the destination of my immortal soul. <coughs> for all my transgressions, I'll surely pay a price. I won't go to heaven, because I've indulged in every vice. But was it all worth it to be a sinner to my core? Well, it doesn't really matter, cause goddammit, I want more. To trade my soul for sex and gold, I don't see the worry. I'm in my prime, I've still got time, I'm not leaving in a hurry. So mom and dad, please don't be mad, I can't give God the glory. Cause I'm on a trip and I think I'll skip the stop at purgatory. But were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? 
way I'm not entertained. I don't know about you, but when I was younger and my parents would tell me what heaven would be like, even at that age, didn't it sound kind of shit? Like, oh, what, all my family's going to be there? I fucking hate those guys. And what's it do with animals not going to heaven? What, I can't see my pet? Well, fuck that, because I know for a fact that Lucifer is a dog person. <laughs> Come here, Cerberus. Good boy, Cerberus. When I finally perish and take my life's last breath and all my many consorts will be saddened by my death. But way down in Hades, I'll have reached a point of fame. And at Hell's Gate, they'll celebrate and party in my name. We'll snort cocaine with Saddam Hussein, our father demons hide. We'll torture souls with chains and poles until we're satisfied. I'll show them all my sordid skills, they're quite a point of pride. I'll get my kicks on the River Six and I'll be Satan's bride. Wouldn't that be an awkward reception, introducing him to my family? Hey, Mum and Dad, this is my husband, the King of the Damned. <laughs> and they thought my dating choices in high school were bad. Oh. Will you not entertain? Will you not entertain? Will you not entertain? Will you not entertain? So you can judge me for my sins in droves and scores But until that date when I meet my fate God bless me, I'm a whore We're not entertained We're not entertained Why you not entertained Why you not entertained Cause if you were you should endorse me on LinkedIn or something